The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. How about them Cowboys, huh? Wow, the Cowboys beat the Saints 13-10. Although the score doesn't seem too appealing, it was a huge win by the defense who was able to hold Drew Brees to 10 points. Just 10 points, the highest scoring offense in the NFL, and they only got 10 points. So I wanted to start off the your first reaction of what this defense was able to do last night and what we witnessed. I mean, it was shocking. I mean, we we talked about before, you know, about being surprised and shocked and all that. I mean, it was everything. I mean, I mean, I think there's everyone um, was shocked the way the Cowboys defense played. I mean, they, they, they've moved to another level in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, Derek, that's something you've talked about. But, I mean, they – I just didn't give them enough credit. There's no way that they, that they could do that. I didn't think that they were good enough to – Something was going to have to give. The Cowboys were going to have to score more than they're used to, or the defense was going to have to just completely shut down the best offense in the league, and they did. So, like I said, they're on another level now. I got to raise the energy level here for a second. Holy crap! (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you (laughs) absolutely for real right now? Like, that's really, that's my, that's my impression. Is that how you went home last night? Like, holy crap. That's been my impression (laughs) since probably Jordan Lewis's interception because I was standing behind the goalpost on the field saying, this is how it happens. The offense didn't do their part. And now Drew Brees is going to drive down the field and break their hearts and win 17 to uh, 13 or whatever. Yeah, 16, 13. I don't know, whatever. Drew Brees was going to drive down there and bail the Saints out, and it was going to be terrible, and it was going to be the tough luck loser defense thing, and we were going to have to go into that locker room and listen to them just be heartbroken, and then they did that. Ten points? Ten points. 176 yards. The lowest output that the Sean Payton Saints have ever put out. Super Bowl winning team. Teams that have the 11, 12 wins year in, year out, always the best in the league. That is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a football game. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I that love was, I mean, it's so perfect. It was, that's exactly right. It's Literally, not always Dave that just that you know takes us to another energy level. But it, I'm, it had to be <laughs> done. You're right. Like I, I don't like. I just watched LSU lose in seven overtimes. Seven overtimes is not as amazing as holding that no. team to ten points. No doubt about it. Ten points. One touchdown. Yep. I Third, they were averaging thirty-seven points a game, and they never drove the ball on them. No, not, not at once. All. Not, not at all. one time did they take the ball and really drive it and and just beat the Cowboys down. The Cowboys basically handed them that drive. Yep. If if they oh, the rest, right, which whichever way you want to put it. You heard this in the locker room throughout the game. If the offense even plays marginally better, it is a emphatic win. Yeah. Think about like, think about the things 10, that went 27 wrong there. to 10. Yeah. I mean, you had 7 sacks. Zeke didn't get to 100 yards. If we would have talked about it Friday, we would have said, okay, I'm going to lay this out for you. Zeke's going to be somewhere around 75 yards, and they're going to give up 75. I mean, they're going to give up seven sacks. We would have all immediately been like, they're going to get blasted. Like, that means they got blasted. If Zeke's not running well and they're giving up sacks, that means they got blasted. 
and that shows you just how elite the defense was. Like, this was a whole different level of defense. I always thought this defense was good this year. This was on another plane of 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 defensive play. Like this is and like elite. We, we talked about okay. Now you called it. It is. It's we elite. About this was this elite defense. The game, so now you feel confident about calling this defense an elite defense. You last night I called their effort last night elite. Now when you start talking about elite defenses, they do it for a season or more. I don't know if the Cowboys have been elite all season. What I know was last night yeah. was an elite effort. And you and I were having this debate. You were like, because I, I was saying at that moment when Dave was questioning whether how Breeze was going to get the ball or whatever, and I said, if they can't stop them right now, this is not a delete, an elite defensive performance. Because elite means not only do you play well throughout the game, but you got to finish. And this defense, really for, for a few years, I think, has been good enough to where they keep their team in game sometimes and that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to that final drive and you got Aaron Rodgers on the other side or you got, you know, you name the good quarterback, they just can't win the game. Last night, they finished it. Not only did they finish it, they finished it by taking the ball from him. And that, to me, is where you look at teams going from being good defenses to being elite defense starting in 2015 i would describe this defense as like sneaky good yeah like they don't give up touchdowns and you know you can win you can they won't lose you games they just won you a game against arguably the nfl's Absolutely. best team i've never seen a cowboys team uh where the offense basically no showed and they won against a good team i mean you know you beat uh, you know beat the cleveland browns the old cleveland browns that's one thing <laughs> right Beating this team, basically getting next to no help from your offense after the first quarter, it's amazing. You know, it is on the Saints break right now that they're talking about. I mean, it was a bad Radio. performance for their offense. But I'm telling you this, that that right there is probably your favorite to win the whole thing, in my opinion. Because, Saints? Yeah. Still? Yeah, because because that defense, I didn't give them enough credit. I really didn't. Oh, they run the, you know, their number one run defense. Completely agreed. They, their defense was really good, too. So, yeah. I mean... And was it Cam Jordan that said it? Which, yeah. Which puts, you know, it's, it's actually complimentary for the Cowboys. He said, oh, that's cool. Maybe we'll see him again in, in New Orleans. No, he said, I think we he want said, to see them again. I want to see them again. He said, I wish them the best because I want to play him again. Yeah, yeah, I would too if I, I was him. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Um, number 77 is going to probably be there in that game. That's going to be a little different. That that is so impressive that this offensive line and I, I'm not going to call him three backups. I don't like that anymore because yeah. Connor Williams is healthy. He's not starting over Suafilo. So he's not, and yeah, he's the backup was, now. was not healthy in that game. There's no doubt about it. He had a he had a tough night on that ankle, but they will get healthy. That's what's so impressive is that they were able to win a game like this. It was sloppy at times, especially on offense. You know, and Dak. 24 of 28, everyone's talking about one incomplete pass there, which is a big play. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one that he needs to make. But, man, I mean, I just thought with this offensive line, when you think about it, to beat the Saints the way they did and to now to get 10 days off, you know, the number 10 has been thrown out a lot here lately. You know, 10-game winning streak, 10 points by the Saints, now 10 days off to get better than that performance. That's impressive. And get those guys back that you that you just kind of mentioned. 77, 50. Sean Lee. Uh, I mean, well, speaking of 10, maybe 10. 10, maybe 10. Yes. I saw him running around last night. He's been so running he, around he's for three weeks. <laughs> he's ready. He's been dancing around for three <laughs> I was about weeks. Say, he's but been last night I for a saw him run. So and, he seems good. And I think that that will help that, this All that helps. too. All that helps. I mean, his energy, the energy that he has and the energy that we, he would bring onto the field, yeah. that would be an amazing addition to have back. 
I've never, I've said this a half dozen times since like yesterday, so forgive me. Or even in the last couple of weeks, I just, I've never had less of an idea about a team at this stage in the season. Like you, yeah. like by, by December, which is basically December, you pretty much know if the team's. But are you back. still there or are but you just, saying well, this was before this game? Just, I've never seen a swing like this. Well, well yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yes, I'm, I, this is ama- like this is such an amazing performance that you have to take them seriously. Sw- you've seen swings like this before, though. No, I mean, no. Okay, no go back. I haven't maybe, been here maybe as long the as one you. that jumped to my mind. No, the one jumped. I'm not talking about the Cowboys. I'm talking about around the I'm, NFL. I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I usually by December, you're like this team's not very good, or this team's really good, yeah. and then you come, you know, you come out here on Thursday night football. That. They're supposed to lose to the Saints, and you're the only one that picked them. Congratulations. Yeah, that's what I was. And Go then, but, but and then they do that, and I mean, I, they only won by three points. I get it, but they looked dominant. Let's, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And anybody that watched that game, which is the highest rated Thursday night football game ever, so everybody history ev- yeah. ever, so everybody watched it. And so, even the most, but even the biggest cowboy hater in the world has to acknowledge that this team. Well, did is he? A, something to be reckoned with. Did he this morning? I don't know who that is. It's. ESPN guy. I don't pay attention. To that well, guy. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. It's all it's all shtick. It's, I just wondering if pro yeah. wrestling for it football is. fans. Definitely. But um, also, let's say I'm talking about the the picks. I mean, it yeah. feels like the elephant in the room. I mean, that's why you were freaking out on the sideline this <laughs> year. I've never seen you like that before. No, oh I was freaking God. out of the press box. You did have to. You're like, Derek, are you the one? Are you the one that pounded on the table when Maybe. Jack missed Gallup? RP. I mean. Actually, PR is what I meant to say. No, that was not me. No, that that moment was not was me. PR but I was getting sure. a little loud. Like but I was getting a little loud were, at one point. You were about Nick it. was kind of like, dude, Mickey Jr. We're taking down. Oh, his, uh, no, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> which is funny that me telling anyone to dial it. Just down. so you guys know, there's no cheering in the press box. That's why we're talking <laughs> but about this. But anyways, let's, let's talk about most the pick. people. You pay picked the Cowboys. Right, right. You picked the Cowboys, and you you, you did you. Picked them a lot this year, but I'll, I'll just say this: what uh, there was something game? that you said though that yeah. was that that really played out here. You you talked about this football team is six and five on paper, but this team, this team mm-hmm. that is playing here, is not a six and five team. It's playing at a different level. Van Der Esch has taken them to another level. D. Loss taken them to another. Cooper has taken the offense all rolled into one. So this team. Is better, and, and which is kind of what you said. Is like it's hard to say. Well, are they seven and five? This is a four and one team. Yeah, I mean, is there any? Who else has won four in a row? I was thinking, are they the hottest team? Houston, there's oh, Houston's Houston. won. Yeah, um, Houston. No, actually, I, I literally, you know, I had this dumb idea. I was like, are these? Is this the two longest winning streaks in the NFL right now? It's, it's not no, close. Houston's like, won seven. Won? Houston's won eight. eight. Chicago's won five. Chicago. I think Minnesota's won a few in a row. I believe. Like, there's, there's a few. There's a few like that. There's okay. a few. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's but still. But that doesn't diminish four wins in a row. And they play, they played five games in the month of November, yeah. uh-huh. won four of them, which yeah. the fact that they've looked as good as they have makes the so, Tennessee loss even more perplexing. But whatever. I, I, it was a I month ago. wrote a quick story about they already named uh, Van Der Esch the defensive uh, rookie of the month for November with one game to play. It was kind of <laughs> like, well, you know, it's a Thursday game. Someone's got to do it. And. And I thought, man, I wonder if this is going to, like, jinx him. You know what I mean? No, not at all. And they I were, love the Wolf Hunter. They were howling all I night. love the Wolf Hunter now he, that they're doing that in the stadium. That's awesome. He um, He's not the leader of that group. We can talk about what D-Law said. And, uh, that was unbelievable. It basically is a script writer. But um, 
Vanderesh is the best defensive player on the team, in my opinion. Do y'all is he? Do y'all agree with that? This is my opinion. I, think, I, I honestly still think I'd that have to Tank is your tank. best defensive player. But it, 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 you're. I don't think you're crazy. Like, no, I, I don't, don't agree. I mean, okay. well, as a leader, obviously it's, it's Demarcus. But as of right now, I would say for sure Vanderesh. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, you know, go ahead. I mean, I, it was your tweet. So which one? The one about Demarcus's <laughs> stat line. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean, so I, far this season, he. Let's give him. His, I mean, he makes the fourth down stop on a goal line stand that keeps the Saints out of the end zone. He had four tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble, and should have had another sack and another forced fumble yeah. if not for a bogus offside call. So he played himself a pretty played, damn good he, game. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, and, but, and the thing about it is, to me, what makes him so much better than even the stats is what he does for everybody else. He makes everybody else on that defense because guess what? Going into every game, every offense says he's the guy we got to worry about. And in spite of that, he still puts up numbers like that and manages to take a double team and manages to give these other guys the leadership they need in order to to to, to be yeah. the best versions of themselves they can be. I just don't I don't think Van Der Esch is there yet from the standpoint of making everybody else better. He's a great well, player. You, I don't think add, he's making everybody else better like that. When you add everything else like that off the field stuff and the energy and the leadership, for sure, for hands sure. down, Demarcus Lawrence. But I'm saying, like, specifically playing on the field without being aware of those intangible things, Vanderesh, he's been all over the field. You see he, him everywhere. On the press box, all I hear is Leighton Venderesh. Venderesh made the tackle. Venderesh, his name. Hey, I was about to say, it's a different, he's a different name every time, but go <laughs> <Yeah>. ahead. <laughs> hey, Venderesh. Yeah, on, <laughs> on the, the yeah. Demarcus Lawrence went down the line on that fourth and one and made and made the, the tackle. Mm -hmm. But most of the time when you the defensive end goes and makes that play, it's because the running back, you know, the quickest running back in the league didn't get there. So I went, I actually looked at that play. I saw it a couple of times. Crawford, by the way. Tyrone Crawford to me playing is one in of the a most, phenomenal season. Him and Looney to me are the most underrated players on this team right now. Yeah. Of course, they didn't give up seven sacks, so I would say right now Crawford's in the lead. But <laughs> a little bit. But you know who else was was kind of stuffed the run on that play? Vanderesh. I mean, he's right there right too. There. So no, he's a freak. And and then quiet, not quietly because he swipes every play. But fifty four. <laughs> if he's your third best guy right now, like he makes it well known that he made that a play nothing, after the play with his nothing celebration. Nothing about that guy is quiet. That's I say that <laughs> with admiration in my voice. Um, but. And, but then you know you're talking about the defensive line and the linebackers. Six pass deflections. You were counting it all game long. Those guys, they had, those they had four in the, in first, the first two, two series. series. And by the way, they were both three and out. So in six plays, they had four pass deflections. Drew Brees has been playing pro football since most of these guys were in middle school, and he had never started a game zero and four in his entire career. Yep. So. And think about this. We talked about this last week about how the Saints play offense and how Breeze, he doesn't need separation. He's one of those quarterbacks that just puts the ball right on the money. And typically defenders can't get tight enough coverage to be able to make affect the play. That was exactly what they did last night. The only difference was the Cowboys defensive backs were on it. Like when I mean they were on it, they were right on those receivers hips and they were able to knock the balls down. That was the difference because... In most games, he completes a lot of those passes that they ended up knocking down. To me, those defensive backs, we can talk as much as we want about Vanderesh and about and about uh, Tank, but to me, the the MVPs of that defense last night were the secondary. I think those guys played a phenomenal yes. game. Anthony Brown gave up a thirty yard touchdown, and I don't even and care. Got pushed off, but, but yeah. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he played and he had a sack. He had two yeah. pass breaks. Like he played fantastic. Touchdown, be damned. The, they all did. I uh, cannot believe that they did not 
call a holding on on uh, Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence was getting oh he got tackled to the ground, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, this is coming back, you know. Guess not. It's a, f- a poorly officiated game, and and, and I'm really sure the, the Saints on fans, both sides, the Saints fans yeah. probably say the same thing, and they'll be right. I mean, yeah. I thought there were some really bad calls, and it's not college football because if it was, Jalen Smith wasn't going to play the rest of that game, and probably wouldn't play next week if it yeah. was. He had he. Yeah. There is no targeting call in the NFL, correct? Because targeting is there? Because I there? kept every hearing everybody talk about that should have been targeting, but I didn't think there was an actual targeting call. I, I thought there was a personal foul. Of launching yourself at an, an opponent, but I didn't think there was like yeah. target a targeting call. Like Don't is. put me on the spot. I think I think there is there now, is? Okay. but I, it's escaping me. But it's but not I mean, one that is like reviewable, like there's a college right. and, and they don't. And they certainly don't get game. into the next game. They missed. They missed the hit on Jalen. Should have been a flag. They missed the face mask on Dak. Yep. Randy Gregory, like that offside on that. Like, are you? absolutely kidding with me right now like that and by the way there were a number of plays earlier in the game where i thought it should have been a false start on on new orleans you and i talked about it like one play kamara took off running yeah that's a trend trend for this entire season across the nfl is these guys moving early yeah it's very it's starting to look like canadian football out there seriously these guys are like like really quick. I mean, I don't know. It seems like that's within the rules to do it, and some teams are taking advantage of it. But that guy's as quick as anything. He doesn't need any more no, of a head start. No. I can't. Believe. You know, I'll say this too. Great hit on on that third down play by um, uh, Jalen Smith. But Byron Jones made that play. It's just Byron Jones and Kamara. I mean, a lot of guys don't even get a hand yeah. on him, and he slowed him up just enough for Jalen to come over there. Oh. I thought that was a huge play by Byron Jones. I agree. Huge play by Jalen Smith, though. I mean, like Kamara got free from the tackle, and it seemed like he had enough steam right. that you would expect Both against though. most players. He's gonna f- clamor his way into the end zone and. When Jalen Smith hits you, you just stop moving. We've seen yeah, that that's before. Been a trend like, that's all not the year. first time. No. Like, he gets out there at the outside. It's almost like a train just runs somebody over. It's the like, next it just time, stops. The next stops. time a ball carrier falls forward against Jalen Smith will be the, the first, first time. Right. Yep. It's, it's well, uncanny. This defense indeed choked them out and hit them in the mouth. So they did everything. Let's take our first break. When we come back, let's move on into the Cowboys offense and what they were able to do and what they didn't do alright <laughs> you're like me and you love I mean if you have a thing then cutting the cord is scary but then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love no satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract just get the live sports you love, try DirecTV now for $10 a month for 3 months visit DirecTVnow.com DirecTV now, more for your thing, that's our thing use code REALDEAL, limited time, price for a little, little package after 3 months, we use monthly at full price, currently minimum $40 and less cancel, prices may change, new subscribers only cancel anytime, content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though, you'll get to talk Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. 
the Jack Black Playmaker. Ten bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the second segment of the break. Now we're going to discuss Dak Prescott's performance last night. He completed 24 out of 28 attempts, total uh, 248 yards with a quarterback rating of 115.5. It was great. Who would have thought, especially when you compare it to what Drew Brees was unable to do? Yeah, I, I thought he played a, a really, really good football game, and and I know that you know he's not perfect, and he's going to miss passes, and his accuracy is is you know an issue at times. But twenty four of twenty eight, I thought he he did what he needed to do, um, and you know what's not in that stat line there is is that ten yard run or eleven yard run on third and ten when he was basically like you're not bringing mm-hmm. me down. And that's, and that was a huge the, that's play. the type of play that we're like, you know, I know we compare him, or I do at least, to Cam Newton, that style. And then he was come, and he came back and missed a deep ball that should have been a touchdown. He, that was very Cam Newton-like in that game. But just to run over that defense and say, I'm getting this first down, that's two weeks in a row that he's made a play with his legs. Um, you know, I, I thought he, he played really, really well. And you're right, he, he, was, he was better than Drew Brees in, the, in that game. And, that, you know, actually, the thing about him as a runner, I always uh, – people always – when people talk about him as a running quarterback, I always caution, like, he's not really a running quarterback because he doesn't really make people miss. He doesn't really have yeah. elusive kind of speed, none of that. But last yeah. night what we saw, Get it reminds me – and me. I know, again, I got on my Texas gear. That reminded me of what Ellinger brings to the Longhorns. He doesn't have to be elusive. Gritty. He's that guy that's yeah. gritty. And because Dak has that kind of body, he's a, he's a bigger guy. He can break tackles, and that's what he did last night. When he made that run, there were two guys that should have tackled him yeah. that he just wasn't going down, and that's where if he can do that consistently without getting hurt, by the way, um, that's where he can provide a great value for this team as a running quarterback. Not, it, oh, sorry. I ahead. was just going to say, again, not being affected after getting sacked seven times throughout the game, his ability to get back on his feet and keep going. Also, we saw one of those plays where he – attempted to make a run and he just hesitated waited a little too long and then got a sack the fact that he puts that behind and he's able to move on from that and again attempt and not be scared to go for it and run that's amazing they're seven of 14 on third down 50 percent. i gotta run the numbers but like they're so much better on third down since they got cooper, cooper. four of the seven are direct result of dak uh, he hit Jarwin on a third. He hit Cooper on a third. He hit Beasley on a third with a stretch over the line. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, big, big boy, daddy run for 12 yards. Like <laughs> he, he is clutch. I mean, to, to continue to perform that way when he's getting the hell knocked out of him. Absolutely. You're right. Um, the miss on Gallup, he just looms so large in my mind because you can put the game away. And then ball security has got to be better it's been a thing for him all year to the point where like i'm like do you need to wear gloves like are your hands sweaty what's going on here i mean you know again that's what i said at the top of the show is like he fumbles you don't even get a field goal so the saints don't even need to score a touchdown to potentially tie that game Mm -hmm. and i just 
I would have bet my whole savings account that, you know, it was going to be like Aaron Rodgers all over again. And Drew Brees is going to lead them down to either send it to overtime or win the game. And it's a testament to the defense that he didn't. But um, those two plays, you know, as clutch as he is and, and you can clearly win games with him. Got, got to be more accurate in situations like that. And you can't put the ball on the turf. I mean, he's probably fumbled like 10 times this year, if I had to guess. And, you know, they've gotten fortunate that a lot of them haven't gotten away from him, but that one did. And it could have been huge. One for five in the red zone also is just putrid. I don't you know. I assume the kneel down on the one counts for that. So really it's one of four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, you know, 25% in the red zone is not beating a lot of teams. You know, I, I and I, I know Jason gets gets talked about with his management. You know, when you look at this game, I, I think any we've seen him so many times. Anyone other than than um, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I don't think they would have been throwing the ball like that. You know, to try to make sure and try to get a touchdown there. I, I think that we've seen before run the ball with Zeke, run the ball, get that field goal, go up by six. But I mean, it, it was pretty adamant. Like even as great as the defense played, I don't think that even Jason Garrett they didn't want Drew Brees to have the, the football again. So that's why he was even throwing it. I mean, I didn't already give it up six sacks. I didn't like those calls down there like mm-hmm. that. I mean, because the way Zeke had already been running on that drive, you know, being patient and then popping out, he could have maybe gotten a first down. So I didn't like putting the ball in his hands there, but you could tell just the, the, the thought that they had about not wanting Drew Brees to get that ball again. I actually, and I, I didn't mind the calls at all. I think I tweeted from the yeah. sideline. I was like, one of these needs to be a run. Cause you want the saints to either burn their time out or burn some clock. But then I think you need to throw the ball and give yourself a chance to go up two scores here because, again, you know, again, that's what makes it so amazing is that's the way the NFL works. If you don't cash in on that opportunity, when you're playing a quarterback like that, eight out of ten times you're getting beat. Like that's it's such a quarterback friendly league. These guys are so good. And that's I was like, it's deja vu. Like we're just we're going to Drew Brees is going to beat him at the buzzer. And the fact that he didn't in spite of that. I just I can't say enough about how the defense got them out of and, that situation. And you know we talked about two oh three to go. I mean it's 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 really it's a perfect time to throw. The Saints are out of timeouts, but you got the two minute warning. It was a perfect time to throw that ball, and and he threw it out of the you know out of bounds, but it was interference, and that really won the game with with uh, Mari Cooper getting that pass interference call. I never got. I assume it was a good call. I didn't even see it. I haven't seen it either. But I, I just. I thought it was a fitting way for that game to end that, you know, it's a flag that kind of settles it, which like I said, I assume it was a good call, but I didn't get a good look at it. Yeah. But yeah. A lot of flags in that game. Well, clearly the Cowboys are still struggling to score more than six points at a time and still settling for certain field goals. Now with the way that the defense played, are you feeling comfortable with the Cowboys just making it by the way they played last night or not last night because that was really special the way the defense played, but just having them being carried by their defense instead of now relying on their running game and what the O line can do. I think I kind of agree with Nick. I, I, I think that was a bit of an aberration from of the uh, with the offense from the standpoint that I think that defense they played last night is really good. Um, you look at they've been holding teams to they held Eagles to seven points the game before that. Who did they hold, hold, hold to a? Eagles uh, scored 20. 
Huh? The Eagles scored 20. What was I thinking about? No, Wait. No, no, he's talking about the Saints. I'm sorry. Saints. Oh, I'm yes, sorry, 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 sorry. And the game before that, they held somebody to a low score count as well. Uh, 14 the for the Bengals. Yeah. So, but the point is, like, this defense over the last couple weeks, you want to talk about the Cowboys being somewhat of a different team. Their defense has been playing really, really well lately and been holding teams to really low number of points. So, it doesn't shock me that the Cowboys' offense had the kind of problems they did. I don't expect the count. Now, if the Cowboys go. Uh, next Sunday, and they play the Philadelphia Eagles, whose secondary is completely just just beat up, and they still can't score more than 13 points. Now I think there's a problem. But what we've seen in these last few weeks since they've added Amari Cooper is this offense mm-hmm. actually can score a good number of points. They've been in the upper 20s. Um, so, I, so I think when you combine that with the defense, I think what we're starting to see now is what a team really should be which is there will be some weeks when the offense doesn't have it and the defense is going to have to play out of its mind. There will be other weeks when the offense plays really good and the defense can just manage the game. And if they can just play well like they do most of the time, that will be sufficient for them to win. That's a good team. I don't think you're going to win a lot of games asking your defense to do that on a regular basis. But, I mean, it's the ultimate team game, right? And even with that 13 spot, during this four-game winning streak, they're averaging 23 points per game, which isn't great. But when your defense is, is good, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's enough. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, 27 against Philly, 22 against Atlanta, 31 against Washington. You can absolutely and win you're games giving up scoring what? those. The defense is averaging giving up what? 18.6 on the season. So you're, just you're scoring 23 and you're giving up 18. Which so, yeah, should no, work out. They can't make it a habit of being as lackluster on offense as they were last night. But it's so encouraging. That's... That's what's so amazing is 13 points gets you beat in the NFL more often than not. Yeah. And it didn't. And it, and it, this wasn't 10 to 6 against the crappy Bucks in 2015. This was the Saints, which right. it's, it's amazing. I a mean, whole different ball of wax. I mean, you, you look at the four-game winning streak, and, and as great as that sounds, and it has been very good for this team, but, you know, they, they've won by a total of 21 points. You know, and you look at – the Saints had had won a game by 41 against the Eagles and 38 and all that. So there's the margin for error is very mm-hmm. slim, but that's okay. That's okay if you if you're gonna if you're gonna win the game. So as long know, as you're winning, as long as you're winning, these fans right here that are walking through this tour, they don't care. They don't care if it was 13 <laughs> to 10 or whatever. It's a win. I don't know. It's a win. I maybe I'm you know I'm maybe I'm too close to it, but I watched a ton of football. Pro and college. That's the most riveting game with 23 combined points that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean. It didn't feel like a low-scoring game to me. I can appreciate defensive football, but, like, you know, that overly defensive football usually is like watching paint dry. And that was uh, – I was riveted. You want to know why, why I think that is for last night's game is because – and I have a friend of mine came into town, and, and she went to the game with my wife. And we were talking last night when I got in, and she was like, I just, I just kept assuming. Okay, well, here's where the Saints yeah. gonna, they're gonna take the, off the whole like, here's game. Where and so I the think the whole game. crowd is probably yeah. like, well, eventually the Saints, yeah, the, the Saints like, are gonna oh, get going gonna here eventually. It's the Saints, and right? That, and that started to play out. Like in the third quarter, they go down, they get a field goal, right? They, you know, a long touchdown, right down the numbers. You know, I, and maybe go. Maybe yeah. it was a push off, but they score from thirty yards out. Right. And it's like. Yeah. Yep, here they come. Here we go. Yeah. Offense didn't do enough. I mean, which fans love to do this, but throughout the night, like starting in the second quarter, people are like, that's ball game because you know the Saints are going to get on their roll. You know, it's yeah. over. The Cowboys yeah. are going to lose. They're up 13 nothing. It's like, that's it. Game over. You know, I do the, the five plays. Don't forget about I thought the biggest play of the game 
to me, and it was in the, that group, was an eight-yard sack by Anthony Brown because they had just had that penalty of Gregory being offside, and they were going to get the ball at the 35. Finally got the turnover they've been waiting for and, and switching the momentum back, and then the offsides, and then a first down. So it's now it's first down midfield. They're about to get in field goal range, and eight-yard sack off the edge. Great call by Marinelli and the defense to get that. And then, then they never even got – they had to punt. And then that punt that was – one inch over the line, that was a huge play, too. Because if the Cowboys are on the one-inch line, they're not driving it mm-hmm. 90 yards. yards. They're not doing that and taking off eight minutes the way they did. So I thought that those two plays in a row, that sack and then that punt. It's a great call, yeah. Those were huge, huge yeah. uh, plays. And Anthony Brown, two weeks in a row, has had a sack, and he's, he's making some really big plays. Sucks for Tyrone because he's, he's having the best season of his career, but I feel like he hasn't gotten to have a moment. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know he's got like five sacks, but like he hasn't had a moment, and that yeah. would have been a big moment. Yeah. What? He had the sack? Or he, had he the didn't f- have, no, I'm saying he had the recovery on that. He, he recovered that the fumble, back. yeah, yeah, on the D law sack on the offside call. Yeah. Ty, like it squirted I out behind Breeze. And, yeah. I know, I saw it. I just walked off. I, I saw it. <laughs> you just got, just, it got frustrated and just got up and left. Like, I didn't know if he had to go to the restroom or I, if he was just I like, did. I don't want to say what I, I did. really am thinking I right now. I did walk off and I saw <laughs> and I saw Amber actually coming out of the restroom. You didn't even see that play that we're talking about with Gregory. You've no. probably seen the highlights or something. I uh, When I was walking back to my seat, I heard it. I just heard the call. But I actually you didn't know how see significant it, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. because it wasn't just a fumble. The the ball got kicked like oh, twenty and yards. That's, yeah. yeah, and that's how Tyrone eventually wound up with it. Yeah. Randy's Randy's pinky fingered nail was on the in the neutral zone. I guess I don't know. Well, that's how much the Saints guy's <laughs> yeah. nail was on that. True. Yeah, you know. So and that's about out. how close Amari was re- recovering his own fumble. I mean, he was Which, laying yeah, on top like, of it and this? didn't know where it was. <laughs> like, where's the ball? It was weird. We did an episode of Cover Four. <laughs> Uh, this morning, and I point. I was like, you, "You tell me that Amari Cooper loses a fumble on the Cowboys' side of the field huh. in a game where the Cowboys only scored 13 points against the Saints." I'm like, "Okay, so they lost, and Amari Cooper's <laughs> the goat, and we're going to be talking about this all week." And like, I forgot it happened. Hey, mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned him yet, but uh, Michael Gallup to start the game. I mean, I thought he was about to have one of those nights, mm. and then it was just kind of like with oh, the rest of the offense, he should have had off. one of those nights, but. Yeah, and if I he mean, had that long hope, touchdown, that would have been the capper on that case, night, right? I, he's still he that that was the best game of his career. It's it was quiet because yeah. he stopped catching the ball after the first quarter. But what he had uh, seventy three, right? Three catches, four catches, no, um, five. five catches on okay. seven targets for seventy six yards. And it's a good night. If Dak hits him on that one, then it's six catches for like what a hundred and twenty something and he's, a touchdown. He's giving him a deep threat. You, you gotta love the youth and where they have the youth on this team. Like think about him and Amari Cooper. I mean, you could just, you can go through the team and look at guys like they got these just, it's, it's almost like they're building, I guess they are, but it's, they're building this young nucleus and you got these two linebackers and you got these two cornerbacks, really three cornerbacks. And you got really four cornerbacks. I mean, they got, it's just like they are building something here that can be really good. And that's, the rough thing about that is the NFL changes on a dime. So what you think right now yeah. can change drastically next year and the year after. But they certainly are building something that makes you feel really yeah. good about it's, where they are. Jerry said it last night. He was, uh, he was like, you know, this is one of, if not the youngest roster in the NFL. And you're seeing these guys grow and develop as the season goes along. And, you know, for all the bumps and bruises they've taken along the way, they don't develop like that without playing. You know, think, you know. The mistakes they made against Houston, uh, Seattle comes to mind, you know, broken plays against them. Um, and, th- you know, 
that's uh, that's definitely on me. Like I and again, going back to my point about not knowing what this team was like it, you know, football teams are like living, evolving things. And it's easy to fall into the trap of like the team in September is going to be the team in December. You know, And that's when the Cowboys have been good in the time that I've been here. They've been good right at the outset, mm-hmm. like from the very beginning, like you don't have to worry about that. And there's some ebbs and flows, but it, you know, they're good. And so it's weird and cool to see this team evolving into a good team as the season goes along, because they were not a good team, even as recently as November 5th. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this I mean, this game reminds me a lot of that. We talked about the 9 game with the with the Saints, how great they were. They had won 13 in a row. The Cowboys were able to beat them. But that season is starting to shape up a little bit the, the same. It was, you know, middle of the pack early in the year. And then, of course, I told you that earlier, you know, they, they got a emergence from a wide receiver who wore number 19 that really kind of propelled them mm-hmm. to another level. So you know, that's kind of what, what's happening uh, with this team and the guy named DeMarcus that, that kind of put them on their back as well. So um, that was an 11-5 and finish. They're going to have to win four more in a row to get to that Which point. is doable right now. They're not going to be underdogs in any game, right? I would guess. I mean, Colts on the road? Maybe Let's the Colts. see what the Colts maybe do, the Colts. yeah. That'll, that'll be right there. I mean... Coming off of that game, I'm not saying you can't say they will, but they should they shouldn't finish any worse than ten six based on the way they played because they they also had a rough patch earlier yeah. and then they got on a roll and I think they're one of the teams that has a nice streak going as well yeah um, but I think they're very similar so on the road they might be they might be underdogs by three maybe but yeah other than that like it, this is a very doable schedule down the stretch I mean ten and six will win the division. I think nine and seven still will win the I division, think but nine they and seven can't wins, shoot for that anymore. I think nine mm. and seven wins the division if if the two wins are Philadelphia and the Giants. Right. I think that will win the division. But ten and six will 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 win the division, especially if you beat the Eagles. Yeah, you know it's it's like every week's like well this is now this is the biggest game. Think about that though. If you go back a few weeks ago, before you got to the Tennessee game, or right after the Tennessee game. You looked at this schedule and you said, "Okay, this is the meat of their schedule. This is these next what five games. They're they're going to be playing really really good teams. And you, at the best case scenario, maybe they go three and two. And they have managed to reel off four in a row. And now heading down the stretch against a Philly team that isn't as good as you thought maybe they would be at that point. So again, things change in the NFL NFL on a dime, but." This team is certainly looking up from where we thought they were four weeks ago, just a month ago. You know, you just can't get rid of them. You can't. I mean, it, I mean, I know him they, they, or them. Him, him. <laughs> I right. mean, like every time we'll talk about it. Later, that note, don't get Amber started. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah no, true. let's get Amber started. <laughs> On that she note, waits to the music. Let, right. Let's uh, go into our final break, and when we come back, I do want to discuss coaching and play calling, and we'll. F- <laughs> Get this fired up in here. (laughs) While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeardealer.com slash football. 
It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. That's the way and the place that you're going to get the best underwear in the world. If you don't think so, go to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Tommy! (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, very quickly, we tend, we as fans tend to really, really criticize the play calling and the coaching when you lose a game. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I just wanted to get your overall thoughts on how the game was managed and the play calling of these coaches throughout Wait, this game. I want to get your opinions because you ended the last show. Yeah, let's go for talking about coaches. So you give us your opinions first and then <laughs> well, we'll jump in drop and, that and chime in on clarify that. Clarify your that, That's the second yeah. part. Okay. I'll answer that. All right, sorry. I mean, the, <laughs> what was the plan going into the game? The plan was to keep Drew Brees off the field. They won the time of possession 36 53 to 2307 with a with a running game that was not clicking on all yeah. cylinders so and getting sacked a bunch they they kept it simple for Dak 24 28 a lot of it was short throws but yet yet they stayed on the field they didn't cash in all the times with points but I thought they managed the game great they were able to do that final drive in seven or eight minutes and and you you even said that you're like let's just get a, a drive here and win the game I mean they didn't really win the game but they certainly you know, it took a lot of time off that. So I think you have to give the Cowboys credit, their mm-hmm. coaching staff credit for the game plan, both on offense and on defense. I think defense was the key because if you notice, they had some wrinkles for them last night. One of the things I noticed was, and you guys probably noticed it as well, when they get into situations where it was third down and long, they went to dime. And they don't do that very often. Yeah. They took that second linebacker off which the field. Which was the Van Der Esch. Right. Which at first, Nick, was, I think it was you that was yeah. saying, like, I don't like Van Der Esch coming off the field. But it, it worked out really well and because what they were doing was, if you notice, there were a few times they had Jordan Lewis manned up on Kamara. 
Kamara is a receiver. Every right? time it was third and long. Right. He is a receiver. So put a cornerback on him, you have a better chance of stopping him than a linebacker. And that's nothing against Van Der Esch or, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, sure. or, or, or any linebacker for that matter. But a cornerback is going to be better at that. And so to me, that was just all about coming into a game saying, we feel like we can get a good matchup here to stop them by doing this. And it's something we don't normally do. And they did it, and they did it effectively. Got to give coaches credit for that. Uh, the, I mean, the, obviously, the, the defensive game plan was amazing. I, you know, Jerry Jones said it after the game, too. Is But you, you guys do realize that's, that wasn't the direction I was going to. I wasn't talking about defense. <laughs> well, yeah. You said coach. That's exactly <laughs> why I went where I went, because I still want to hear from you. But go getting, ahead. We're getting to it. We're getting, like, calm down. We got, <laughs> we got 12 minutes. I'm pretty calm. You don't seem calm. I am. Um, no, I'm, the, the, the first, okay, Jerry Jones said after the game, you got to give Jason credit for a win like that because you know he would be getting roasted after a loss. Oh, yeah. I think those are wise words. Um, give them all credit for their game plan. It worked out. They probably didn't expect to have to lean on their defense as much as they did. I I don't. I mean the red the red zone play calling. I just hate it. Which I don't. I feel bad offering criticism because I'm not sure what I would have done differently because again, you know, me and Nick said at the top of the show, that run defense is legit. Like they deserve all the credit in the world. So I don't know that just banging away against that front with Ezekiel Elliott would have worked out any better, but two red zone possessions ended with Dak Prescott being sacked. And that's in a game where you know that the left side of your line is not healthy slash starting a backup tackle, et cetera. Um, I don't, I would have liked to see different play calling there, but again, you know, Running it up the gut probably wouldn't have worked either, so I hesitate to absolutely kill him. But again, one for four in the crucial red zone moments of the game is just not going to do it. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. I no. mean, I agree. I agree with that. You know, they, they at least gave the ball to Zeke on first down from the seven, uh, and he went wide, but then tried to cut it back inside, and then the, and then they threw him twice in a row, and he should have got sacked on second down, and he made a nice play to get out of that. And then on third down, he did get sacked. This was early in the game. That was the first, yeah, that first was drive. the first field goal drive. To the to my point, to the Saints' credit, Zeke bounced that run right yeah. off left tackle, and for a half second, it looked like he was going to walk into the end zone, mm-hmm. and the Saints just absolutely yeah. rallied and They're shut it down. Good defense, they are, man. They are good defense. I thought he should have stayed wide and and and. I think he thought the best way to score a touchdown was to cut back and break a tackle. But I think if he would have stayed wide, he could have gotten two or three more yards, which could have changed the play calling there. But, you know, it, it was, it's tough to score down there. And, and, and they don't just bully people off the ball anymore. That's not what their offensive line is. So it, it, it's getting tougher and tougher to score when you're at that, at that point in the game. And, you know, and they're trying to be kind of conservative as well. But, you know, when you have a defense like that, you know, you don't want you don't want to throw an interception like he did in Tennessee. So. I I hesitate to criticize them in this instance, but Scott Linehan actually talked about this on Thursday. He's like, "Well, yeah, we don't just run it three straight times because we know that's what the defense thinks we're going to do." You know, and mm-hmm. like, it just, there's like, it feels like there's an element of they outthink themselves when they get down there. They're like, "Well, we we can't right. just run the ball just because and they think you're going to do it." Doesn't mean that you we have can't to abandon just it. run the ball. And you know, Beasley dropped the touchdown in the red zone, and Noah Brown was there. So again, like, I can't just kill him. But the red zone offense is just not good enough. And something play calling is part of that. And it's going to be the the stats are going to be kind of skewed again because they've got down to the four yard line and then. Or one yard line, and then they kneeled it. So I, I was like, one. 
if it like that's the college football fan in me i was like just run it in and I just just get the kind of get the style just points for the store, just for the score get the I style points wanted. and well it helps your red zone i mean two out of two out of five is better than one out of five yeah. but the only way to lose, the only and, way to lose the game is to do that. Yeah. Then, no, then the Saints will drive down and, and score and onside and then kick. You're really gonna get blasted. I shouldn't yeah. be. A, <laughs> I shouldn't be a football coach because I'm like just, just do it. Like, Twenty to ten looks way better. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Well, before we start talking about Jason Garrett specifically, I wanted to make a quick clarification. Last show, when I made that drop at the end of the show, I was specifically talking about Kellen Moore and Dak needing a new coach that has. And no offense to Kellen Moore, I think he, he's a great guy, very smart guy, but he just needs, as far as Dak, he just needs a better quarterback coach, someone with more experience, experience on the field that has been successful at doing that yeah. kind of job and be able to do it. Okay, that being said. And I think we all agree on that. I think we've talked about that before. Like, I think we all kind of agree yeah. with that. Thank you. That being said, <laughs> you know, going through my comments last night, a lot of fans, as of right now, have very mixed feelings because, yes, on one hand, they're very much enjoying this win and four winning games. Right. Now, on the other hand, what does that mean for Jason Garrett? A lot of people want him out of the picture, want to move on from him, although yeah. they still want to see game wins. But as of right now, how are things, how would you project that this is lining up for Garrett? This I, is what, so sorry, go ahead. No, I, go ahead. This is exactly, you know, people think that we are like mouthpieces or homers when we say, save that for after the season. This is exactly why, like, you, that's exactly why you play this thing out. Mm -hmm. Nobody could have seen where this would have been five weeks ago. And for that matter, if you want to handle both sides of the coin, we just talked about this during the break. That's going to ratchet right back up if they fall off. I mean, you're seven and five now. It's, this is a much better team. But I have vivid memories of 2013. The Cowboys were 7-5 and five coming off Thanksgiving. They had it all in front of them. They get blasted two weeks in a row. They lose to the Bears. They give up a 20-point lead to the Packers. And all of a sudden, they're right back where they were. So things change on a dime in the NFL. And if they're 7-7 seven and seven in two weeks, and I mean, if they don't make, sorry, if they don't make the playoffs now, that's a horrible look for Jason Garrett. Yeah. And we will be right back where we were. So... It was too early to talk about firing him when he was three and five. It's too early to talk about whether he'll be the long-term coach here when he's seven and five. Mm -hmm. There's a month left of the season to play. A lot and of football. It's almost as if you should wait and gather as much data as possible <laughs> before you try to spout off hot takes. But there's a, there's a mark that as of right now you would start saying, okay, well, if they do make it to the playoffs, okay, maybe he stays. But if maybe they lose this way, then he goes. So what is what would you say is that mark, that line that would make that final decision or that you would think that Jerry Jones would make that final decision? To, to let him go or to or keep Or stay, him? either way. Style well, matters though, right? I think Dave's right on this one. I mean, you, you can say all you want to about how, how great things are, but how does it end? How does the story end? Right. Um, you, you, what if they win every single game from here on out and they're 11 and 5 and they're the third seed and they lose the first game at home? That's not good. To a lower seed team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or, or, that would be to the sixth seed. To the yeah, sixth seed. The worst team in the playoffs. Right. right. But. Who, by the way, probably already beat them once this season. Yeah, Which Carolina, Carolina Seattle, or Seattle, or Minnesota could be sitting there yeah. too. And what about that? You know, Green Bay, maybe. I don't know if he, oh, if he gets it Jeez. going, but 
But um, no, not again. I, I, think, I, I think Dave's right on this one. You have to wait and see how how it plays out. What if you do win? I mean, you you, you win a game and then you go to to New Orleans or, or L.A. and have to play, and maybe it's ugly this time around. I mean, I just you have to wait and see how this thing ends. But one thing I've never understood about a fan, and I and I'm a fan as well. I've got a college team that that I root for. I'm a fan. I get it. I have never wanted my team to lose to so I could change the coach. If the coach is good enough to win games, then I want him. Then I want him. I mean, like, let's see what reality is. But I know fans just think, well, we're only going to be just middle of the pack with this guy, and you know. But I've I've never wanted to like lose games. You said there's mixed results. How could there be? I don't understand how there could be mixed results after a yeah. game mixed like that. feelings. Because again, okay, you've seen how long Jason Garrett has been here for, and yeah. you've seen what he's done so far. So it's like, okay, you get into this habit of. Oh, yeah, maybe we're losing this game. But then you get hyped. We win this game. Yes, maybe we're in. We're in. Okay, yes, we're going forward. Uh, disappointment again. So yeah, that's, I mean, this, that's the thing. It's a three and five football team that got embarrassed on Monday night football. And, and they, they got two games in a row now against playoff teams on the road, Philadelphia and Atlanta. And he gets them ready to go out there and play. And actually, they dominated that Philadelphia game, even though the score didn't look like it. They were the better football team. They were the better football team against the Falcons. They were way better against the Redskins. And they were a better team last night. If this guy doesn't deserve a little bit of credit for saying, we're going to keep doing it like this, and I'm going to get these guys ready to play. I mean, like him or not, that is an impressive feat for the coach. I've said it more times than I can count and people roll their eyes at me like I mean, there's a lot of jason garrett has a lot of deficiencies i do not think he's a great game day x's and o's management i mean he he has his moments i don't think he's amazing at it uh he he's robotic i don't enjoy his press conferences very much but he gets these guys to play for him and has the entire time and that's why it was so weird when they lost two games in a row, you know, a month ago. They don't do that mm-hmm. under him. Uh, and you, I can hear people right now just like, well, that's how you wind up eight and eight. Okay, cool. But eight and eight's a hell of a lot better than one yeah. and seven and some other results you've seen around here. So I get it. Like I said, he ain't perfect. But if he can rally them to do that against the Saints, he is not a bad football coach. Yep. You know, kind of similar of kind of what's happening with Dak right now, that you really, really value the things off the field, the things that they are able, they are able to do as far as a leader. And, you know, yes, technically they're not perfect, but at the same time they keep everyone on the same team and keep everyone going. And the fact to see the way that, like you mentioned, the whole team, how they back up. Um, the market. No, Jason, I forgot oh, his yeah. name for a second. <laughs> How could I? But the fact that you see them being all in and that they don't get beat down or feel down or that the energy starts changing as they start losing game, that's a key thing. And I started seeing a lot of comments before this as, okay, maybe the defense starting to give up on their offense, the fact that they're not really helping them out. And I think it's really been the opposite. They've been bringing the offense back up and yeah. elevating the whole energy of the game. So yeah. say what you want about <clears throat> about like Dave said about his game management and those kind of things. I think there's plenty of evidence there that suggests that that people have reasons to have a, a quarrel, quarrel with him about some of those things. But I have not seen um, a guy that motivates men as well as he has in a long time. There are only a few coaches I think that are as good at motivating men 
as he is. And that's me because I get to see, and you guys too, you've seen it as well. We get to sometimes see behind the curtain and see some of the speeches that he gives to this team and right. some of the things he says to them and see how they take those things. And if you start noticing, you start hearing these patterns, the things he's saying to them is the same things that they're saying to the media. That means they're not rolling their eyes. That means they're not dismissing what he says. They're actually taking it in and they're actually buying in. And so I, I really believe from standpoint of motivation, yeah. he's a very, very, very Apparently. good coach. It's the other things that seem to be maybe the reason why his 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 record just hasn't reflected him being a great coach. Motivation is not the the, the issue. Just in a league with this much parity, go take the last five years and look around. Look at every team in the league. I guarantee you, all of them get their asses absolutely kicked a couple times a season. I mean, the New England Patriots got their asses absolutely handed to them by the Titans two weeks ago. Detroit did a number on them as well. In Jason Garrett's entire tenure here, that's maybe happened like three times. That, that to me, more than anything, is just like, like I said, it's a recipe for eight and eight. I get it. I get it. But they are always competitive. They always play hard for him. And that is impressive to me. Yep. Apparently when I he him, had a speech the other night as well. I mean, the, yeah, the players Wednesday aren't night. talking. Uh, they did not want to talk to they're us not, about they're it. They're not talking specifically, but it's going. It was going around that 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 was a really big, you know, point when when they were like, you know what, we're going out, we're going to play hard, we're going to win this game. Not, not that they they need that, but you know, it's hard to keep doing different messages every every time. So I think that something was said Wednesday night, and that there is something to be said. I think for you know, you say they're professionals and they should always be up, and I get that, and that's true. But there is something to whenever you're doing any kind of competition, someone being able to remind you and put things into your head that in those tough moments of the game can kind of play back in your head and it reminds you of what your purpose is. Right. So those things matter. I don't think that, that you can say that it doesn't matter that uh, when a when a. Uh, when a coach has a, has a speech to his team and, and whether he's uh, whether he's really motivating them or not, like that matters. It makes a difference. I think. Sometimes when I hear him, I'm like, oh, give me some pads. I'm ready. Throw me on, the, get me on the field. I would pay <laughs> Just, money to see that. That would actually be very Get killed, uh, murder on the field. Oh. All right, well, that is all the time we have for today. Guys, enjoy this win. Savor it. It tastes good. Long weekend, baby. <laughs> long weekend, long weekend. Okay, for, cool, hook them. <laughs> Derek Eagleton, Nikki Mann, David Hellman, Amber Garcia. This has been the Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?